This podcast is not intended to prevent or treat any disease. That may be something super similar to what you read on the back of your vitamins on any given day. This product is not intended to prevent or treat any disease. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Clint Files number eight, when we are talking about just that, the vilification of vitamins. I'm sure you've seen it before, a story on the news just like this one. 25 morning news, all local, all morning. And it's a healthy habit that could be hurting you why you might be taking the wrong kinds of vitamins and who doesn't need to take them at all. Well, coming up, before you take those vitamins this morning, listen up, find out the ones maybe you should stay away from, plus learn the proper way to take them. Many people take vitamins thinking they help to keep them at their healthiest, but that might not always be the case. In fact, some of the vitamins you're popping may do more harm than good. They could even possibly lead to things like lung cancer or kidney damage. Dr. Karen Boyle with GBMC joins us this morning with the do's and don'ts of vitamins. Good morning. Good morning, Patrice. You think vitamins, you think healthy, so why aren't all vitamins beneficial? Well, all vitamins aren't beneficial because we should be getting most of what we need from our diet. Okay. Vitamins shouldn't be replacing a healthy lifestyle. Although, I will get into a little bit, we know that the nutrient content of our food has been declining. We also know that most people eat fast food fairly often, which is not very nutrient dense. They don't have fruits or vegetables in any of that stuff. So, we continue. What are the ones you may want to think about taking? Because in some cases, you may want to boost something that you're already doing. Sure. So women, especially postmenopausal women and people that are at risk for osteoporosis, should really think about taking calcium and vitamin D. Obviously, if you're a pregnant woman, you want to take your folic acid even before you consider getting pregnant. So those are the biggest things that I would say. But, you know, the jury's out on should we be taking a regular multivitamin every day? Really, okay. does it help? On the flip side, those are ones you should take. Are mm -hmm. there ones that you should stay away from or maybe even stay away from in just high doses? Well, that's the thing. I mean, vitamin A, probably don't need to worry about. You know, you can easily overdose on vitamin A if mm -hmm. you're getting it from multiple places. So maybe not take that as an extra supplement. But it really is looking at all you're taking. So mm -hmm. your multivitamins, your supplements, and going them over with your doctor and making sure that you're not taking too many because then it could lead to problems such as you know, renal toxicity, damaging your kidneys, and even really high levels of vitamin E are sometimes linked to a slightly increased risk of lung cancer. So it's important that you don't overdo Did they just try and link vitamins to lung cancer? Do it. Okay. And technically speaking, if you go your whole life without ever having a vitamin, you can be okay. Assuming that you don't have a significant food allergy, okay. You know, or that you can't take a certain class of foods for some reason mm -hmm. because of an underlying disease. Yes, if you eat healthfully, eat your fruit, your vegetables, and exercise, that's actually going to be better for you than probably right. anything we could throw. And we'll leave it there. Dr. Boyle, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Patrice. Well, there you have it. These types of stories are run all the time on the news uh, to make you you know, scared about taking too many vitamins. But why? Let's fortify our knowledge about vitamins with the FDA's site itself. 
with a page called Fortify Your Knowledge About Vitamins. Okay. Vitamins are essential nutrients that contribute to a healthy life. Although most people get all the vitamins they need from the food they eat, <clears throat> what I mentioned before, that we know that the dirt is no longer, you know, the food is no longer as nutritious. Here I have the declining nutrient value of foods pulled up. Evidence continues to accumulate that our industrial food system is not serving us as well when it comes to the nutrient value of our food. True American agribusiness has given us one of the cheapest food supplies in the world, but science reveals this food is cheap in more way than one. Here are some of the things we know at this point. Over the last 50 years, the amount of protein, calcium, phosphorus, iron, riboflavin, and vitamin C in conventionally grown fresh fruits and vegetables has declined significantly. We know that this thanks to rigorous analysis of USDA nutrient data by biochemist Donald Davis of the University of Texas. Now, does the USDA and the FDA, do they not associate at all? Is this like the CIA and the FBI? Like, are they mad at each other? What is going on? How come nothing? This is from the U.S. Department of Agriculture's own findings. You would think they would talk to the federal or the Food and Drug Administration of the United States. You would think that those two would... Uh, oh, oh, similar trends have been discovered in the United Kingdom. Wheat grown 100 years ago had twice as much protein as modern varieties. Major declines in protein and several other nutrients have been documented in modern corn varieties. Uh, Davis lists the following causes for declines in nutrient value of... Uh, food environmental delusion effects scientists have known for years that high rates of fertilizer and irrigation use can lead to higher yields but sometimes at the expense of nutrient density of the crops nitrogen in particular is difficult difficult to manage in the soil and when farmers apply too much it causes plants to take up more water resulting in higher yields giving us foods that have lower nutrient density. Genetic delusion effects. As, a plant, as plant breeders develop improved varieties that give farmers even higher yields, they are inadvertently causing food nutrient values to decline. Consider cal calcium and broccoli. Widely grown varieties in 1950 had about 13 milligrams of calcium. But today's variety provide about 4.4 milligrams of calcium. Similar declines are also being documented in meat, eggs, dairy products. Compared with industrial products, foods from animals raised on pasture and consistently richer in vitamin A, D, and E, beta carotene, and beneficial fatty acids. Prominent biochemist Bruce Arms argues that many Americans are not getting enough essential vitamins and minerals and that the health consequences of these dietary deficiencies, increased cancer, and accelerated aging should have been taken far more seriously than other problems such as pesticides residues in our food. In the paper, Increasing Longevity by Turning Up Metabolism aims points out that the quarter of 
uh, uh, that the quarter, that's written, actually written wrong, I think. Ames points out that a quarter of Americans, oh, the quarter of Americans who eat fewest fruits and vegetables had twice the cancer risk and of the quarter that eats the most. For a great list of ways you can blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we also know that, this is a recent thing that I've seen, um, that CO2 being in the atmosphere, i.e. pollution and stuff like that, um, and they also, uh, all the stuff that they add to the fertilizer, um, actually makes the plants grow bigger, but again, less nutrient dense. So we have the... The FDA is still sitting here saying that you should be able to get all your uh, vitamins and minerals from the food you're eating, but the USDA even shows a decline uh, in the nutrient value. So I feel like an adjustment should be made. Also, something else in doing research for this that I don't have the paper, the uh, page pulled up anymore, but the FDA lowered the amount of certain vitamins, your daily quota of certain vitamins, they lowered a couple of them so saying you don't need as much and they forced all these foods and uh, supplements and vitamins to adhere to the new change so they even dropped some of them now uh, why buy vitamins there are many good reasons to consider taking vitamin stuff this is back on the uh, FDA site about fortifying our knowledge on vitamins there are many good reasons to consider taking vitamin supplements such as over-the-counter multivitamins according to the American Academy of Family Physicians a doctor may recommend you that you take them for certain health problems wait what I thought that these vitamins weren't proven or shown or supposed to help prevent or treat anything this is the first thing that they said a doctor would prescribe you vitamins for. Uh, if you eat a vegetarian or a vegan diet, if you're pregnant and breastfeeding. But for the, the whole premise here is they put on everything that you shouldn't take this stuff or that you should watch out. It could be detrimental to your health. You should be getting enough. And there's not meant to treat or prevent anything. Yet the very first reason a doctor would prescribe you vitamins is to for certain health problems. Here's the only issue with this theory. Doctors don't have nutrition degrees. One. Two. Doctors make money off of prescribing drugs. Uh, so if they just tell you to go and buy a multivitamin, um, they're no longer making any money off of that. As much as that shouldn't be the case, um, hate to break it to everyone, that is the case to uh, an extent. Vitamin facts. I got an extra computer off the side if you're watching on video. Uh, your body uses vitamins for a variety of biological processes, including growth, digestion, and nerve function, which obviously it doesn't matter if you're deficient in any of these. You don't really need nerve function or uh, biological processes or digestion or anything like that. There are 13 vitamins that the body absolutely needs. Vitamin A, C, D, E, K, and the B vitamins. Thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, pantothenic acid, biotin, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, and folate. AAFP, 
cites two categories of vitamins. Water-soluble vitamins are easily absorbed by the body, which doesn't store large amounts, i.e. vitamin C is water-soluble. If you take too much vitamin C, you're just going to pretty much pee dark yellow. Uh, the kidneys remove those vitamins that are not needed. Example, you pee yellow. Now, fat-soluble vitamins like D. D is a fat-soluble vitamin. Uh, you do not actually need to take vitamin D every single day because it is fat-soluble, which means the half-life is more than a day. So basically, if you take whatever, a 1,000, I know we're talking dangerous numbers here. If you take 5,000 IUDs or whatever the hell it is of vitamin D, by the next day, or whatever, the half-life means how long it takes to get to half of that. So if you took 5,000, getting down to 2,500 would take like a day. So you don't necessarily have to take it every day, but it's probably good to. And this says, uh, fat-soluble vitamins are absorbed into the body with the use of bile acids, which are fluids used to absorb fat. The body stores these uh, for use as needed. Like I said, longer half-life. Let's look. Uh, development of a of a vitamin strategy. We'll skip over that. Specific nutrient needs. According to the dietary guidelines for Americans, many people consume more calories than need without taking in recommended amount of a number of nutrients. What did it just say? Now it just earlier it said everybody's getting their enough food, enough vitamins and minerals in their food, and now when you get down to special nutrient needs, according to the dietary guidelines for Americans, many people consume more calories than they need without taking in recommended amounts of a number of nutrients. The guidelines warn that there are numerous nutrients, including vitamins, from which low dietary intake may cause Maybe cause of concern. These nutrients are. Now, let me, do you need me to read that to you again? Because the original one said that everybody should get enough nutrients from their food. And now we have a direct, uh, you know, like a, a direct, you know, they went their total opposite way in this paragraph. Okay. Now the nutrients are calcium, potassium, fiber, magnesium. Uh, vitamin A, C, E for adults, calcium, potassium, fiber, magnesium, vitamin E for children and adolescents, vitamin B12, iron, folic acid, vitamin E, and D for specific population groups. I don't know what the fuck that means. Why wouldn't they classify what the specific population was? Old people? They can't say that? Okay. Regarding the use of vitamins, vitamin supplements, the dietary guidelines include the following. Consume a very nutrient-dense food. Consume a variety of nutrient-dense foods and beverages within the amount, the basic food groups. At the same time, choose foods that limit intake of saturated trans fats, cholesterol, added sugar, salt, and alcohol, which by the FDA approving all of these terrible foods on the market uh, make is very makes it very hard to do. The fact that you do have 
uh, no, you know, or limited regulations on Wendy's and McDonald's and all these places that are making fake ass food, they should crack down on those and it'll alleviate half of the shit. Consuming a variety of nutrient dense foods and beverages. Let's see where we were at. Uh, oh. Meat recommended intake, meat recommended nutrient intakes with energy needs. By adopting a balanced eating pattern, such as one of those recommended in the USDA. Oh, maybe they do talk. USDA Food Guide or the National Institute of Health's dietary approaches to stop hypertension holy shit eating plan i wasn't even done if you're over age 50 consume vitamin b12 in its crystalline form which is found in fortified foods or supplements you gotta buy fortified foods or supplements so if you're over 50 you need to buy foods that don't come naturally with um vitamin b12 in it you need to get the crystalline form in these foods that have been fortified by the government for you if you're a woman of childbearing age who may become pregnant eat foods high in hemo iron and or consume iron rich plant foods or iron fortified foods with an iron absorption enhancer such as foods high in vitamin c which I don't know if I should touch on this point or not right now because we might touch on it later. I'm not going to touch on it right now. Hold on, because there is another section that will refer to it. Uh, if you're a woman of childbearing age who may become pregnant or is in the first trimester of pregnancy, consume adequate synthetic folic... This is making me fucking want to smash my head on the table. Consume adequate synthetic folic acid daily from fortified foods or supplements in addition to food forms or folate from a varied diet. Okay, now they're telling people to eat that they're telling people to not eat foods that naturally have a bunch of uh folic acid in it they want you to eat they're suggesting the fda here is literally on their page about vitamins suggesting that you go and find if you're over 50 or pregnant you find the synthetic versions of these two things that that are artificially put into these foods okay and then you got to eat them which I'm just going to get to this now. You got to eat them with something that will help you absorb them. Let me tell you, most plants come, you know, or vegetables uh, or fruit or whatever come in like a matrix of nutrients that end up helping each other, either help you absorb it or they help you in the case of say uh like an orange an orange has a lot of sugar in it right but it doesn't give you the same insulin spike as eating sugar would or eating corn syrup would because you have fiber with it so it balances itself out a lot of foods come in a matrix of elements that help you absorb them uh and use them like 
Okay, so we're getting off onto a tangent that I got later planned already with some other stuff that's going to come up. If you are an older adult, have dark skin, or exposed to insufficient ultraviolet band radiation, such as sunlight, if you are into... Like, why didn't they just fucking say that? If you are an older adult, have dark skin, or are exposed to insufficient ultraviolet band radiation, also known as light from the sun. You could have just said sunlight at the beginning. Consume extra vitamin D from vitamin D fortified foods or and or supplements. I thought, bro, I thought we were getting it from the food already. Already, we were getting enough nutrition from our food. Now, in their guidelines, several times they mention you eating foods that are artificially pumped up with a certain thing. So why isn't a supplement okay and the foods that have it put in are okay? Does anybody? All right, now we get into the nitty gritty. How vitamins are regulated, all right? These vitamins are very, very dangerous. Remember that. No, no doctor, health professional can just blanket say everybody should take vitamin D or C or whatever, because that would be irresponsible. Just putting that information out. You can't just say that vitamin D and zinc and C will help prevent a certain virus. Even if there's, uh, the numbers show 80% correlation to that being true. Can't do it. Because it's dangerous. Okay. I even had a friend tell me that suggesting people take vitamins was irresponsible because then everybody would just be taking so much vitamin D and C and stuff that then there would be a a health crisis about that, like a pandemic about people taking too many vitamins. So this is some of the reason that I'm here doing this. Which it sounds like that originally when they painted it. We're going to keep on. Vitamin products are regulated by FDA as dietary supplements. The law defines dietary supplements in part as products taken by mouth that contain a dietary ingredient intended to supplement the diet. So, would those foods fortified with crystalline or whatever, would they not be considered supplements then? I feel like they should. Listen to the dietary ingredient category are not listed in the dietary ingredient in category are not only vitamins, but minical, minerals, botanicals, botanicals products, what the fuck? amino acids and substances such as enzymes, micro, microbial bi- probiotics and metabolitics. I don't know what any of these things are. Dietary supplements can also be extracts or concentrates and may be found in many forms. The Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act of 1994 requires that all such products be labeled as dietary supplements. I'm going to tell you also something about the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act of 1994. Any supplement, uh, or not supplement, but any um, mineral, vitamin, anything like that that was around prior to 1994 is 
automatically grandfathered in to the safe vitamin list. Period. They're not doing any more. They're all in. They've all been studied and found to be okay and found to be natural. Yet, nobody knows if they will treat or prevent any type of disease. Do you want me to say that again? The, the act of 1994, which designated vitamins and minerals that were already around before then and had been studied as fine to go to market, yet nobody knows whether they are designed or help to treat or prevent any disease. Seems, seems weird. Okay. Seems weird to me. Uh, where were we on here? Okay. In June 2007, FDA established Dietary Supplement Current Good Manufacturing Practice. Regulations requiring the manufacturers evaluate their products through testing, identity, purity, strength, and composition. So that's, they're like, listen, if you're making supplements, you just got to test it. We get back to some interesting stuff. Risks of overdoing it. As in the case of the dietary, as in the case of all, with all dietary supplements, this decision to use supplemental vitamins should not be taken lightly. No, says Vesilios Francos, PhD, director of FDA's Division of Dietary Supplement Programs. I want a background check on old uh, Vasilioso's um, political affiliates and his lobbying practices. I want to see who this fucker's lobbying to. Or who's lobbying to him, I should say. Paying him money to keep this shit like this. Vitamins are not dangerous unless you get too much of them, he says. More is not necessarily better with supplements, especially if you take fat-soluble vitamins. Like I said, they last longer. For some vitamins and minerals, the National Academy of Sciences has established upper limits of intakes, ULs, that it recommends not be exceeded during any given day. For more information, visit blah, blah, blah. Uh, Where was the thing in there? Oh, so the National Academy of Sciences has established an upper limit of vitamins. But once again, I will say that nobody knows if they will prevent or treat any disease. Just want to make that clear. Even though they know the limit that is too little and they know the limit that is too much and they know that the systems that the vitamins work on in your body, but they cannot prove that it helps anything all right or that your immune system wouldn't be able to fight anything okay so let's not get crazy we still need drugs fat soluble vitamins where are we at? Uh, also the aafp lists the following side effects that are sometimes associated with taking too much of a vitamin fat soluble vitamins a retinol retin why does it just have that written like three? Retinol, retinol, retinoic acid. 
they should oh vitamin a vitamin a nausea vomiting headache dizziness blurred vision clumsiness birth defects liver problems possible risk of osteoporosis you may be at greater risk for these effects if you drink high amounts of alcohol or you have liver problems high uh, cholesterol levels or don't get enough protein oh so there's outside factors involved in this let's read that again vitamin a nausea vomiting headache dizziness blurred vision clumsiness birth defects liver problems possible risk of osteoporosis you may be at greater risk of these effects if you drink high amounts of alcohol or you have liver problems high cholesterol levels or don't get enough protein okay there's already a caveat in in the thing i'm pretty sure you know having liver problems and stuff like that has a lot to do with vitamin toxicity vitamin d nausea vomiting poor appetite constipation weak weakness weight loss confusion heart rhythm problems deposits of calcium or phosphate in soft tissues okay notice that they haven't i won't even touch that yet if you take blunt thinners talk to your doctor before taking vitamin e or vitamin k pills let me tell you because I have my father takes blood uh, thinners and yeah, blood thinners. And they tell you not to take vitamin K or even eat a lot of leafy greens because it might interact with the medicine. Do you know what vitamin K does? It thins your blood. That's right. They don't want you to eat. A vitamin that will do the same as your blood thinner because your blood could get too thin and you could start bleeding. Now I'm going to be a moron and ask why don't we try to transition patients from blood thinners, which the blood thinner that my dad is on is literally, I should find out the name of it, is literally a rat poison. They use it as rat poison. It thins, the rats eat a bunch of it. It thins their blood so much that they start bleeding internally and dying. I am not shitting you here. Not shitting you. This is exactly what this thing does. Now, I understand the FDA has come up. They figured out that you have a, a m amount of poison that's totally, totally fine to you, dude. It's not going to be an issue at all. Don't even sweat that amount of toxins unless it's vitamins. Don't take too many of those vitamins, okay? But a little bit of rat poison every day for your blood to thin your blood is totally, totally fine. Don't take vitamin K with it. You wouldn't want to take vitamin K and thin your blood. Uh, you want to take rat poison for it. And I should really find out the name so that you guys can see uh, that I'm not bullshitting you, but maybe I'll post it in the notes. All right. Water-soluble vitamins. Vitamin B3, flushing, redness of the skin, upset stomach. Yes, it's a dangerous, folks. Watch out for vitamin B3. Vitamin B6, nerve damage to the limbs. Now, that one actually sounds bad. Which may cause numbness, trouble walking, and pain. C, upset stomach. 
kidney stones, increased iron absorption. You can't have all that iron. That's literally a side effect is increased iron absorption. Maybe you're light. You're low on iron. I don't know. Folic acid. Folate. High levels may, especially in older adults, hide signs of B12 deficiency, a condition that can cause nerve damage. Wait, B12 deficiency can cause it too? And having too much B12. But high levels of folic acid uh hide signs of b12 deficiency i mean that's a f obviously that's not good but that's a funny uh it's a funny side effect to have listed in here taking too much vitamins can also cause problems with some medical tests or interfere with so how some drugs work like i said before do the same thing now Report problems. If you believe that you experience any adverse response to taking a vitamin or dietary supplement, blah, blah, blah. You got to write it in to the FDA. Now, let me bring up what was omitted from the side effects of vitamins on the FDA's page itself. What did we not see in that list of risks? What didn't we see? Fucking death. We didn't see death. Death was not a was not listed as a side effect here. So I mean, my point here: if you're going to, if you have the possibility of dying from a virus, or taking some vitamins and getting uh, dizzy, or or you know what I mean, clumsy, which the likelihood is not that good. I have a joke about people trying to sue for the side effects of HIV pills and they're like wanting to sue for shit like uh, bone loss. And I'm like, you know what fucking causes bone loss? Death from HIV. You know what I mean? Like, do you, are we trying to not be dead or like, are we mad that we were dizzy or something? I don't know. I know I'm being very, like I said, I'm not a doctor, dude. I'm not supposed to be saying any of this. All right. The FDA's regulation of drugs versus dietary supplements. Okay. Now, we already know what a dietary supplement is. Anything taken by mouth that has uh, vitamins or nutrients and is intended to make up for the lack of vitamins and nutrients in your standard diet, which we know doesn't happen because our food is great, especially fast food. All right, all prescription and non-prescription drugs. This is on cancer.org. Maybe a maybe a, another Trump publication. Chump, not Trump, which to some people is, might as well be the same thing. But that's not a dig. I don't mind Trump. All right, FYI. You can be mad at me. I don't care. Uh, all prescription and non-prescription drugs are regulated in the United States by the Food and Drug Administration. But dietary supplements are treated more like special foods. Because supplements aren't... Now, the, the place is actually called the food... The, worst, the first name in their acronym is food. 
and Drug Administration. Because supplements aren't considered drugs, they aren't put through the same strict safety and effectiveness requirements that drugs are. Do you want me to read that to you again? We just read a whole page about how they're dangerous, but apparently not dangerous enough to be checked thoroughly before going to market. Because supplements aren't considered drugs, they aren't put through the same strict safety and effectiveness requirements that drugs are. So all the drugs you can buy, even without a prescription, must be proven safe or effective, but dietary supplements do not. Now, the Food and Drug Administration is here for our safety. So, if there was a very prominent threat from supplements, I would imagine, I would hope that they would be really scrutinizing these to make sure that my uh, pancreas didn't explode because I took too much calcium. I would imagine. But they don't know that it, we're not sure. We know the side effects if you have too much or too little, but we're not sure it, tr it treats anything. We're not there's has to be, they've only been around since the beginning of time. Nutrients have been and mineral minerals, but, uh, we're not sure on it yet. Let me, let me, even though the God, the father of modern medicine said, let food be thy medicine. He needed to say, he didn't know cause it was so long ago. He needed to say, let good food be thy medicine, not shit ass fake food made in a lap. They should have said that, but he didn't. Him and Nostradamus should have teamed up. They could have talked about it. He would have been like, yo, in the future, it's going to be shit food. You're going to have to say good food, organic food, or whatever. Um, because, oh, that's what we just read. Drugs are considered unsafe until proven safe. In general, the FDA considers new drugs to be unsafe until they are proven safe through clinical trials, and the FDA must approve any new drug before it can be legally sold in the U.S. Clinical trials and studies done under well-controlled conditions on human volunteers. These tests must be done on all drugs, even for those sold over-the-counter without a prescription. The FDA approval process requires that the drug be proven in a series of clinical tests. Th these studies must show substantial evidence the drug is both safe and effective for each of its intended uses. Okay. I actually was in, while in Austin, I was around people that did clinical trials. They would take drugs um, and then report back on the symptoms. Now, this amazing double-checking clinical, where, where does that, where are they explaining how, uh, how fucking in-depth this process is? These studies must show substantial evidence in parentheses, or sorry, quotations, their quote, their quote, it's a quote, substantial evidence that the drug is both safe and effective for its intended uses. I actually knew a dude that took drugs for these tests, right? He'd take them for 30 days. 30 days. 
write down the side effects. And then I was like, so then you like take a couple months off before you take the next drug, right? And he goes, no, the following month they give me another one. Do you want, do I need to reiterate that one too? Like, yo, he takes a drug for one month, writes down the side effects, and then the following month takes another one. Now, a couple of months in, how the fuck do you know what that side effect is from? But this is the government making sure we are safe, knowing the minute amount of poison that can be in our systems and will be totally fine. Once the FDA approves the drug, it must be manufactured under carefully monitored conditions and packages with complete information on the best dose, route, and schedule. The package information must also include conditions the drug has been proven to treat, known side effects, contradictions, special conditions under which using the drug should not be used because it would cause too much risk, unsafe interactions with other drugs. Once the general public is using the F the new drug, the FDA follows up on any ill effects patients and their doctors report. Uh, the drug company is required to file information they get about side effects as well. The data helps ensure that any side effects not seen in the clinical trials will eventually be found and tracked for the safety of other people. Oh, you mean, so you mean that the very minute chance that you don't see the long-term side effects in a month-long trial period by somebody. The super small chance that you don't see long-term side effects from taking it for one month. They'll catch it later by people that are actually prescribed the pill. Got it. Which is, by the way, how they do supplements. They put them out in the market. Once people start to bitch that there's an issue of it, then they go back to them. I can also tell you I don't have... Oh, no. Here it is. Okay. We'll go to that one next. Dietary supplements are considered safe until proven unsafe. What? I thought we were... Uh, okay. Okay. In 1994, the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, DSHEA, defines sup, uh, dietary supplements as a category of food which put them under different regulations than drugs. They are considered safe until proven otherwise. Could it be because they have enough evidence that vitamins and minerals don't really uh, fuck you up? The, the DSHEA says the dietary supplements cannot contain anything that may have a significant or unreasonable risk of illness or injury when the supplement is used as directed on the label or with normal use if there are no directions on the label uh the dashia i'm going to read that one again says the dietary that dietary supplements cannot contain anything that may have a, con a significant or unreasonable risk of illness or injury. Supplements cannot have that in it. Drugs, on the other hand, I, I don't know that that is a rule. The dietary supplement is considered new if it contains an ingredient not recognized as a food substance. 
unless it was sold as a supplement before 1994. If it is new, the manufacturer must pro provide the FDA with reasonable evidence that the new ingredient is safe before the supplement is marketed to the public. Like I said before, before 1994, if they know about it, I'm going to assume any any supplement or uh, not supplement, but vitamin or mineral that was around 1994, they have researched. Am I, is this a bad guess? I would guess that that would be the only reason that those would be allowed to go into products unchecked is because they're already researched. Maybe. No, but we don't know still if they treat or prevent anything. Got it. Okay. Just double checking, triple checking. But man, uh, manufacturers are not required to test new ingredients or supplements in clinical trials, which would help find risks and potential interactions with drugs or other substances. The, the DASHIA gives the FDA permission to stop a company from making a dietary supplement, but only when the FDA proves that the product poses a significant risk to the health of Americans. This means they are found unsafe after they cause harm. This is the reverse of the way prescription and non-prescription drugs are handled. So if there's a huge... if Why, why are we seeing ads on the news, um, stories on the news telling us that this is super dangerous, be careful, and why are certain outlets, um, YouTube, uh, Facebook, censoring any information getting out that says that vitamin D and C and zinc could cause you from, you know, could boost up your immune system enough that you wouldn't even get some kind of virus. Why would that be censored? If the, if the vitamins and minerals are not harmful enough on their own to be regulated prior to going to, if they're confident enough, the FDA is confident enough that that stuff is going to go onto the market and not cause any side effects or they would regulate it more. Am I wrong? Somebody tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you can't, doesn't mean I'm wrong, but you can still tell me that. It's fine. And if you come up with a reason, then fine. Cool. Come up with a logical reason that makes sense. And I'll agree with you. Dietary supplements are usually self-prescribed, so there's no control system for reporting bad reactions and side effects. Doctors and patients can report problems, but are not required to do so. If a supplement has an unknown side effects or interacts with other drugs, foods, or supplements, they are not likely to be discovered as quickly for those new drugs not as quickly as those of new drugs on the market. What kind of problems have there been with supplements and herbs? What kind of problems are there? Tons of, we can see supplements, herbs, all that stuff is a big issue. Big issue. So let's see what, what exactly happens. Many dietary supplements have clean safety histories. For instance, Millions of people take multivitamins safely and have no ill side effects. I'm just waiting for that one to sink in. For instance, millions of people take multivitamins safely and have no ill side effects. Many manufacturers are very careful with their claims, labeling, uh, 
and the ingredients they use in their products. But since they became widely available in 1994, the FDA and some independent research have found problems with some dietary supplements. Products like herbs are sometimes tainted with germs, pesticides, or toxic heavy metals. Wait, what? That's, that's not the herbs. That's the manufacturing process issue, right? Anybody see where I'm going with this? Uh, other supplements do not contain what's listed on the label. What? Holy shit. Still, others c contain more or less of the amount of the herb listed on the label. And many have ingredients that aren't listed on the label. None of these side effects, none of these issues with supplements or herbs are that they're dangerous. The problem extends beyond the supplement makers and sellers. Some herbal suppliers, who those who grow, harvest, sell the crops, may mix or even substitute their crops with less expensive or more readily available plants. These also, there's also the problem of accidental contamination, where one plant grows in with others, as well as cases of mistaken identity. Given the global market, all these problems can make it harder for a company to be sure. Okay, so we'll go on past this one but th those are those are issues in manufacturing those aren't those aren't dangers of the supplements and i mean maybe i'm wrong in concluding that they don't regulate this shit before it goes out it says that the risk the danger risk of it is pretty low otherwise they would label they would watch it um uh, information for consumers on using dietary supplements. This is the FDA again. But taking also, see, same thing. Dietary supplements can be beneficial to your health, but taking supplements can also involve health risks. Because dietary supplements on the, uh, ugh, are under the umbrella because dietary supplements are under the umbrella of foods fda center for food safety and applied nutrition is responsible for the agency's oversight of these products the dietary supplement health and educational act of 94 which meant food drug and cosmetic art created a new revolutionary framework for the safety and label of dietary supplements the FDA is not authorized to review dietary supplement products for safety and effectiveness before they are marked. Why not? Why aren't they? Okay. Let's see. What do we got here? Okay, one we were talking before about the new, the act of 1994 says that anything that was around prior to then is considered a supplement and does not need to be regulated prior to going out. Now you're asking yourself, I'm sure, who the fuck's making new nutrients or vitamins or minerals, right? Because the periodic table or whatever is already made all the aspects of life are here all the elements 
Everything's here. What's in food is in food, right? Well. Hi, uh, the pharmaceutical industry is undergoing fundamental change as its future is unclear. We performed a meta-analysis by cataloging FDA-approved legacy drugs and new mo molecular entities. Object information regarding science, medical, and commercial activities was captured and provides insight into the process governing drug development. In this report, we review rates of NME introduction through the end of 2013. Recent trends show the emergence of a handful of companies that controls two-thirds of NMEs. We also report growth in the number of NMEs controlled by marketing organizations that have little to no internal drug discovery or development activities. This trend has increased dramatically since 2000, could raise important questions about the future landscape of and viability of drug discovery and development. Okay, NMEs is new molecular entity. As I read earlier, I don't see it in this little thing that I have. But basically, when people take one uh, element out of a fruit or vegetable, they look at it, they find a, a, a biological element, right? That's in this matrix of other elements and they separate it and they they synthesize it. Um, you know, like they make it synthetically. Again, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Things. Okay. Things come in nature in with a group of nutrients, minerals to help even themselves out, make them more bioavailable, all that example. Uh, what the hell is my example? Corn syrup. Okay. Corn syrup is in corn. But why isn't anybody dying from eating too much corn? Has anybody have, do you get an insulin spike from corn? Probably not. You know why? Because there's fiber and other vitamins and minerals in the corn that help your body absorb it. We keep going further away from all the systems that nature has built for us to work with our body. Our bodies developed over, I know, if you're religious, they didn't. They just, somebody just was like, yo, you guys are, boom, there you are. But I, uh, not, I have a hard time believing that that's all that happened. I think that we evolved and we are meant to eat natural foods with a bunch of vitamins and minerals, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong again. But that's what it would seem. And analysis of, of FDA approved drugs, natural products, and their deri derivatives. Here you go. This is the thing I was talking about before. Well, this is just a, another snippet of a thing. Natural products contribute greatly to the history and landscape of new molecular entities. And assessment of all FDA-approved NMEs reveal that natural products and their derivatives represent over one-third of all NMEs. Nearly one-half of these are derived from mammals, one-quarter from microbes, and one-quarter from plants. Since the 1930s, the total fraction of natural products has diminished, whereas thin synthetic 
uh, and synthesized natural product derivatives have increased. Over time, the fraction has become made. Uh, sorry, I read like an idiot. I've been doing pretty good up until this point. There's a lot of weird words. Have become enriched with microbial natural products, which represent a significant force. Uh, portion of approved antibiotics, including more than two-thirds of all antibacterial NMEs in recent years. The declining focus on natural products ha has impacted the pipeline of NMEs from specific classes, and this trend is likely to continue without specific investment in the pursuit of natural products. That's right. People just like Companies, I should say, just like they did with corn syrup, are extracting one thing and then synthesizing it. I'll, what could go wrong with that? That seems like the way to go, right? And I will uh, point out that Oxycontin is synthetic heroin or, uh, you know, like any opioid is just a synthetic form of heroin, which they made the synthetic form so that it was safer and less addictive, which worked out also well. That also worked out very well. Um, all right. Consumers using dietary supplements. Now, let's look at... Hold on. No, declining nutrients. We already looked at that. We looked at that. We looked at that. Okay, now... This is an article, uh, uh, Dr. Yourself, no deaths from vitamins, not at all in 27 years. Okay, now we just saw something else that said, no, you guys didn't watch that. I watched a video before, it said something about deaths. All right, OMNS, June 14th, 2011, over a 27-year period, vitamin supplements have been alleged to have caused the deaths of a total of 11 people in the United States. A new analysis of U.S. Poison Control Center annual report data indicates that there have been, in fact, no deaths whatsoever from vitamins, not at all in the 27 years that such reports have been available. The American Association of Poison Control Centers attributes annual deaths to vitamin as, okay, 2006, this says 1, 2004, it says 2, 2003, it says 2, 2001, it says 0, uh, sorry, 0, 2002 is 1, 93 is 1, 91 is 2, 90 is 1, 87 is 1, and that's it. Even if these figures are taken as correct, and even if they include in, inter, intentional or accidental misuse, the number of alleged vitamin fatalities is strikingly low, averaging less than one death per year for uh, over two and a half decades. In 19 of those 27 years, the AAP, double C, reports that there were not that there was not one single death due to vitamins. But be careful, people. Don't take too many vitamins trying to not get a virus that could kill you, okay? Because you may have 
uh, like discomfort or something. Still, the orthomolecular medicine news service editorial board was curious. Did 11 people really die from vitamins? And if so, how? Vitamins, not the cause of death. In determining the cause of death, the AAPCC uses a four-point scale called Relative Contribution to Facility. A rating that mean that of one means undoubtedly responsible. Two means probably responsible. Three means contributory. And four means probably not responsible. In examining poison control data from the year 2006, listing one vitamin death, it was seen that the vitamin's relative contribution to facility was a four. Since a score of four means probably not responsible, it quite negates the claim that a person died from vitamin in 2006. Not the, vitamin's not the cause of death. In the other seven years reported, one or more of the remaining 10 alleged vitamin fatalities studying the AAPCC reports reveal an absence of any RCF rating for vitamins in any of those years. If there is no relative contribution to facility at all, then the substance did not contribute to the death at all. Furthermore, in each of those remaining seven years, there is no substantial provided Oh, no, there is no substantiation provided to demonstrate that any vitamin was cause of death. There is insufficient information about the cause of death to make a clear-cut declaration of cause. Then subsequent assertions the vitamins cause death are not evidence-based. Although vitamin supplements have often been blamed for causing fatalities, there is no evidence to back up this allegation. Reference, reference, download any report of the American Association of Poison Control from 1983 to 2009 free of charge. There it is right there at www.aapcc.org slash annual dash reports. The vitamin category is usually near the very end of the report. Most recent year, Bronstein, AC, Spiker, DC. I don't know. There's just a bunch of people. There's also a link there. I'll post a link to this um, to this article in the thing. The vitamin data mentioned above will be found in Table 22B. Uh, the peer-reviewed orthomolecular medicine news service is a non-profit and non-commercial information source there's a whole editorial board md from australia usa canada united kingdom australia usa puerto rico usa united kingdom usa sweden usa puerto rico canada usa netherlands india obviously a collection of jerks now, let's look at where was it? Where did I have that? Okay, so you have these are fraudulent coronavirus disease 2019 products. The Food and Drug Administration Administration is issuing warning letters 
to firms for selling fraudulent products with claims to prevent, treat, mitigate, diagnose, or cure coronavirus disease 2019. We are actively monitoring for any firm's marketing products with fraudulent COVID-19 prevention treatment claims. The FDA is exercising its authority to protect consumers from firms selling unapproved products and making false or misleading claims, including by pursuing warning letters, seizures, injunctions, or criminal prosecutions against products and firms or individuals that violate this law. There was a good one on here that was... uh, see if we can see it there was one on here that was like vitamin c tablets and stuff let's see if this is the one this has like unapproved unapproved and misbranded products related to coronavirus there's literally one that says that um it even cites everything that says she plus boost your immunity these are the some examples of the claims on your website and your social media websites that establish the intended use of your products and misleadingly represent them as safe and or effective for the treatment or prevention of COVID-19 include She Plus Booster Immunity may help to prevent COVID-19 symptoms by supporting uh, by supporting to increase immunity fucking lie you can't increase all right vitamin it doesn't help an increased immunity has nothing to do with getting covid all right people i can't i said the name the virus she vitamin c tablets may help prevent covid19 symptoms by supporting increased immunity another lie improve your body defense mechanism with Keegan Wellness She Plus supplements a unique combination of C, vitamin D, vitamin E, and zinc that may help build your immunity in the fight against corona. You can't say that, people. You can't say, listen, I don't care. Here, I hope this is the one with the, uh, one of them says that there's a, there's an actual where it says, um, one says about the 80% correlation rate between um, a lack of vitamin D and the severity of of COVID. And they're just like, even though this has been found to be correct, they will not let you say it. Why is this? This is my, this is my, this is my question. Why is it, why is it, uh, you know, irresponsible lawsuit filed against FDA over drug, oh, I already have that one up, drug lawsuit source, there we go, that's the other one, okay, why is it not okay, why can you not say that? Here's a. Which brings me to this lawsuit filed against FDA over drug approval of Xperia. Today, a coalition of social interest groups filed a lawsuit against Food and Drug Administration challenging the agency's approval of Xperia 
an animal drug that claims to reduce ammonia emissions from cows on feedlots coalition included the animal legal defense fund food and water watch and food animal cert concerns trust asserts the fda had insufficient information to determine the drug is safe for animals and consume what somebody tried that for a month dog it's totally worked out and i believe it because all of these dr dangerous drug lawsuits are false this is all lies obviously farm prescription drug lawsuits list of medications for pharmaceutical lawsuits now <clears throat> let me re reiterate vitamins are super dangerous we've constantly seen uh we've seen a news story telling you how dangerous drugs were we've seen the fda tell you that all these drugs that these uh, vitamins and minerals are dangerous don't overdo it you, all the side effects everything now the fda is also the company that approves these drugs okay so the fda will not cannot let anybody say that vitamins and minerals could help build your immune system in the fight against a virus. That is not able to be said. But all of these things, uh, axifen, maybe, proton pump inhibitor, inhibitor treats acid, re they know it treats acid reflux. They figured this out. This thing was clinically tested for probably two months. They know that it does acid reflux. Vitamins that have been around since the beginning of time and minerals, no idea. Okay? We have no idea what kind of natural element might fight acid reflux. But asphyxin can. And it only causes kidney disease. It's totally, like I said, FDA knows how much poison you can have you're you can have a little poison bro settle down actos type 2 diabetes bladder cancer androderm test low testosterone heart attack or stroke don't take vitamins dangerous androgel also for low testosterone heart attack or stroke axiron heart attack or stroke also low te testosterone. Avalox, bacterial infection. Perineal neuropathy, nerve damage. Bending car, high blood pressure. Spruce, sprue-like entotherapy, chronic diarrhea. <laughs> you just shit yourself on that one. But at least you don't have high blood pressure. Bio-T gel, male growth, heart attack or stroke. That extra half an inch. Yo, if she's unsatisfied with your dick, just move along. Somebody will be fine with it. Don't give yourself a fucking heart attack over it. Bietta. Type 2 diabetes. Pancreatic cancer. Pancreatitis. <laughs> Cialis. Erectile dysfunction. Melanoma skin cancer. These were all approved by the FDA. And I guarantee you, they ran fucking ads for these things on TV, telling you what that they were what they were going to treat, and then had a small thing at the end that was like, "Yo, you could get 
your rectum will fall out or whatever really fast by the guy who used to do the micro minis super fast commercial back in the day. Delasterol, low testosterone, heart attitude, stroke. Testosterone shit apparently gives you strokes. Dexalent, proton pump inhibitor for acid reflux, kidney disease. Elmeron, I don't even know what that is. And vision loss. X-Jade, gastrointestinal problems. Factive, perennial neuropathy nerve damage. Do you want me to keep going? Kidney failure, diabetic ketoacidosis, heart attack, stroke, perennial neuropathy, nerve damage, femoral fractures, jaw injuries. This is if you have osteoporosis or bone complications, you take Fasomax to make them worse. If you want, if you just have a little bit of bone problem and you want to make them worse, you take Fasomax. FDA said it was good. It's totally, they're allowed to make claims that it'll help with your bones. Glaxogambium. Kidney failure, diabetic ketoacidosis. Invega, mental mood disorders. Gynecomastia. I'm assuming that's something with your vagina. I don't know. Innovancana. Amputation, diabetic ketoacidosis. Pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic cancer, pancreatitis, kidney failure, diabetic ketoacidosis, I mean, bro, heart failure, liver failure, kidney disease, severe allergic reaction, anaphylactic shock, skin reactions, excessive bleeding, heart attack, stroke, ovarian cancer, permanent hair loss, alopecia, unintended pregnancy, Unintended pregnancy. Tatiula is birth control. There's c- semen in the birth control. It's just, I don't know that that, it probably just doesn't work. Kidney disease, bone injuries, heart attack, heart disease, stroke, liver cancer, melanoma, skin cancer. That's from Viagra. That's so you can get your dick hard. Pancreatic cancer, thyroid, tumors. That's from Victosa. That's for your diabetes. Victoza, we heard that on TV, right? Did we not? Zofran, nausea. That's for nausea. It only caused birth defects and cleft palates. Um, and uh, Zostas... <laughs> You'll love this one. Zostavax. Zostavax is a Zoster vaccine for shingles. And it causes... Shingles and chicken pox. What? All right, we've reached the end of my rant. I'm just really confused if vitamins are so dangerous. Like I said, everybody's worried you can't, like, if vitamins are so dangerous that YouTube and Facebook and wherever else are censoring doctors from uh, suggesting people take vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc to prevent themselves, to boost their immune system and prevent themselves from getting sick. How are they just sold willy-nilly without being 
regulated before they leave the store. And I mean, again, please, somebody, if you have some knowledge in this and you can come and debunk this and be like, you're an idiot and uh, vitamins are killing people all the time or whatever uh, you can come up with, whatever, the, like, like, tell me what the issue is, why vitamins are so vilified. We already know that our food is down in nutrition. At least the USDA does. They haven't told the FDA yet. The FDA took how long to change the food pyramid that was not correct? I think, and this is just my my guess, it's money. The FDA approved drugs. Any company that has the money to approve, approve, get their, you know, submit it for clinical trials and shit like that probably has the money. You you don't think uh, Glaxo, Smith & Klein's got enough money to pay the FDA to approve their drug? I just think if everything's for the up and up, which it sh which it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be all this stuff supposed to be for our health, right? Why doesn't any ad anybody address any natural remedies? Why are they so dangerous? And yet they're taking single elements out of them and cloning them and then giving it to people directly. I think we have a very big issue in realizing that the lobbyists or whatever's going on and our medical system is screwed up, at least the drugs. FDA is doing a terrible job of keeping everybody healthy and safe and disseminating truthful, factual knowledge about nutrition. Because I think they're more drugs than they are food. But anyway, you guys, thank you. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me, listening to me rant, go through all this paperwork. Not to say we won't uh, venture down this road again, but for now, for now, I'm done. All right, people, Clint Files, number eight. You can catch me on uh, Instagram, at Clint Esposito. Twitter, at Clint Esposito. Facebook, Clint Esposito. Pretty much Clint Esposito everywhere. If you want to find this podcast and other podcasts that I'm associated with or in our family of podcasts, you can go to freethinker.tv. Thank you, people. And uh, please comment. Say anything you guys got. If I'm an idiot, tell me. Be like, yo, you don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. I won't be mad about it. All right, people. Thank you. Later.